The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere as a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. As the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him, because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. As we now proceed through these, in the fourth Sunday of Easter and all of the amazing readings, we've been hearing a lot from the early church. The first readings have been from the Acts of the Apostles, and the book of Acts is an amazing testimony of what happened in the early church. And in particular, this, puts this first reading that's been given to us. I must admit, when I always read this scripture, as a priest, I, I get a bit jealous, to be honest. I'm not going to lie, I get a little bit jealous because notice now, Peter, of course, the chief shepherd of the flock, he's preaching his first homily here. This is his first homily that Peter, our first pope, gave. Notice what happened. He preached, he's preaching, he's preaching to a huge crowd, and he says after his amazing homily, 3,000 people were converted on the spot. 3,000 people. When I preach... <laughs> I don't get 3,000 conversions, I get 3,000 tired yawns. It's, it's, it's amazing. But, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it up to Peter. He's, he, he was taught by Jesus himself, so, uh, so Peter's amazing. But imagine that. You're preaching to a huge crowd now, and 3,000 people become Christian just at your words. What a powerful homily. 
Listen. It said that as he was preaching his homily, the first reading describes that the people who heard his words were cut to the heart. Why? Why were they cut to the heart? The vast majority of these people were probably Jews. The same people that were there in Jerusalem that witnessed the whole ordeal of Jesus being tortured, tried, and crucified. So that memory of Jesus would have been very, very fresh. Now for the Jews, one thing that marks them as special is that they strive to be followers of God's law. That's what marks them different for thousands of years. And in fact, that was one of the reasons why they gave up Jesus to the Romans. Because they thought they were doing God's will. Here's a guy proclaiming to be God incarnate. That he was above the law. That when the clouds, that they would see the Son of Man coming down in that beautiful scene. Remember when he was in front of the Sanhedrin. He says, you will see the Son of Man coming down upon the clouds of heaven. And it was at that moment, remember, Caiaphas rendered his garments, ripped it, because he understood what Jesus was saying. I am God. And that was when they wanted to have Jesus tortured and killed. Because they did not understand. Now Peter, as he preaches this message now to the, to the people, they realize what they've just done. We just killed God. We just, who pride ourselves in following the law, in following God's, God's commandments in every single minute detail, we listened to the wrong voices and we killed him. Now imagine the weight of that guilt they would have felt. Now to begin to see why the people were cut to the heart. We just did the most horrific thing in the world. They listened to the wrong voices. This Sunday is called Good Shepherd Sunday because all of the readings pertain to Christ as he proclaims here that I am the Good Shepherd. Notice the mark of the shepherd. Calls out his sheep. But not everybody listens to him. Not everybody listens. And the reason why I was jealous of Peter in that first reading, because like Peter, I'm called to be a shepherd. Every priest called to be a shepherd to proclaim the gospel, to hopefully to gather the flock, the sheepfold, into the kingdom. And it's hard, I recall. So I, I was called when I was deserting my vocation while I was a senior. And I remember the day, it was around 2002 of that time period, and you recall what was going on in the church at that time period. The sex abuse scandal, which we're still reeling the effects of, was just bursting out into the scene at that time. People say that there was headlines practically every day of the sins of priests, just plastered in every single newspaper, media site, it was everywhere. It was a turbulent and still is a turbulent time all of these cowering voices and in the midst of this i felt god calling me be one of my shepherds for my people I said, ah, what are we talking about 
It was a long process, but I remember the day when I finally said, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to your voice and I'll become a priest. That night when I made that firm decision to embrace the call, because again, remember, a priest's called to be one of the hardest things. You ask any young man, what is the hardest part of becoming a priest? And it's the celibacy aspect. And celibacy is not exactly a voice you hear promoted in the culture, do you? No. So when I finally said, all right, Lord, I'm going to do this. I hear your voice calling me. I'm going to follow you down this path in the midst of this cacophony of, of scandal in your church. And that night when I went to bed, I will never forget this dream. It wasn't a, so much a, a, a visual dream as much as it was an audio dream. I heard a voice. I didn't see a figure, but I heard a deep voice. And the voice said to me in the dream, you don't have to do that. And I knew what he was talking about, what that, that was. It was, you don't have to be a priest. He says, don't listen to that. Says, you can serve him, meaning God, and me. You can serve both, his voice said. You don't have to do that. And immediately I woke up. I said, what, what, what was that? You know, when you, when you wake up from a, from a, a droggy state, you're confused. Am I, am I awake or am I dreaming right now? And, 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 as, I, and as I shot up in bed, I'd immediately recognize that voice. Or rather, I recognize whose voice that wasn't. I said, Jesus, that's not you. That's not you, Jesus. I know who you are, that voice. You're the devil. And it was abundantly clear. Who's trying to lead me astray? And I said, no, I'm not following you, jerk. <laughs> I'm not following you. I will follow, rather, the good shepherd. Jesus says that his sheep will recognize his voice. You know, the image that our Lord uses today in the gospel was a very common one. Jesus constantly uses analogies, images from the way of life. It was an agriculture society. And so when our Lord says that I am the gatekeeper, so imagine what the shepherds would use at that time period was that there was these stone sheep pins, so to speak. So think of a, of a round or, or, or a rectangular or square uh, walled-off section. It's not too high of a wall, but it was enough just to keep the sheep in. So it was a walled section, and then there would be one gate there, a wooden gate. And the shepherds would put the sheep there at night to, to protect them. Because remember, sheep was, was money. Sheep was the lifeblood of, of their culture. So they protected the sheep. So the sheep would be put into these sheep pins, these walled sheep pins, and then the shepherd, the gatekeeper, would guard the gate from thieves or wolves, people that would come in try to steal the animals or kill them. And so what our Lord is saying, so this walled-off section says, it says, look, I am the gatekeeper. And then our Lord continues the analogy. 
And then when it's time to come, I will call out to my sheep into the pen, and my sheep will hear my voice. And then he will lead the sheep out to where? Pasture. Heaven. The voice of Christ leads only one way, one goal, our heavenly home. Now, from what farmers tell me, that sheep actually do do this. Because they spend enough time with the shepherd, they're actually able to recognize that, for example, if you had multiple shepherds and they all put the sheep in, 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 a, in a mixed pin altogether, that individual shepherds will call out to the sheep, and then his own sheep that have spent time with him, that know him, will, will come out and will only come to him. And then the other shepherd next to him will call out to his sheep, and then the sheep will do what sheep do and kind of wander to the next shepherd. But only if they recognize the voice. Now here's the key. How do we recognize the voice? How, rather, do we train our ear to become good sheep? Because, oh, how now it is so more, more relevant for us in a world that is full of noise, full of confusion, full of different voices calling out to that direction, to this direction, our own selfish desires, our own, our own selfish ways making us even more confused, all this cacophony of noise that we live in. And in the midst of this, the voice of the shepherd is trying to compete. So how now then do we learn how to listen? There's one powerful example the church has always fallen back on. And how prominent that, or how perfect, rather, that we are in the month of May. The month of May is dedicated to one particular woman, our mother. May is the traditional month of Mary. Ah, Mary. Why, why is Mary such a big deal for us? From the very beginning, from the early apostolic time, Mary is the Christian disciple par excellence. Because the beauty of Mary is that she listens. All throughout sacred scripture, all from the very beginning, what Mary does is listen. When she was a, that little 15-year-old girl, when the angel appears to her and says, you will conceive of a son through the Holy Spirit, what does Mary do? Listen. Whatever, Mary, whatever God says to Mary, Mary responds. That's all she does. Mary listens and then listens to the voice of the shepherd and acts. That is why Mary is huge. And the beautiful and ancient way that we can learn to listen is by praying the rosary. I'm a broken record about the rosary. I love the rosary. If I may challenge those here and those listening, in particular this month of May, pray the rosary every day. Learn how to pray. Learn the prayers, because at first it can be a little clumsy when you're first trying to learn the mysteries. But once, once, you, once you start to learn it and it becomes as effortless as breathing, the rosary, I guarantee you, will be a source of life. Because the heart of the rosary, the genius of it, is as we meditate upon the mysteries, 
We are training ourselves to listen, as Mary did, to the voice of her son. And toward this, uh, as your priest, you know, I'm called to be a professional prayer. Right? So what am I glad? I've been doing this now for the, since, since the beginning of May. My goal, and I, and I offer these rosaries on behalf of all of you and those listening, my goal has been, and, I've, uh, and I pray that I continue this for the next whole month, but my promise to you is that I will pray the rosary four times a day. Because there are four sets of mysteries. Luminous, the glorious, the uh, 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 joyful, and the sorrowful mysteries. The four sets. It takes a long time to pray all those four. But I promise that because, again, I'm not doing this to show up, but rather, if you take this up, I'm not saying to pray four a day. That's that's a lot. You have have families, you have jobs, you're, you're busy. But what it forces us to do would have you prayed this one for you to sit down and for you to listen. And in that very act, what we're doing is that we're becoming good sheep. And we're able now to listen to the voice of the shepherd that is calling each and every single one of us. I am the gate, our Lord says, and I'll end here. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. I have come so that I so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.